Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 111. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, do you have a product or service that you would like to share with the 100,000 plus unique downloads Entrepreneur on Fire generates every month consisting of passionate entrepreneurs? Chris Brogan sponsored an episode for his book, The Impact Equation, with great results. If you would like to have 15 seconds at the top of Entrepreneur on Fire to share your product or message, go to SponsorEOFire.com to find out more. And now let's give it up for our sponsor, Lemon.ly. Lemonly is on a mission to make the world an easier place to understand. Lemonly is a visual marketing firm that specializes in infographics, data visualizations, and UI slash UX design. Tell your story with sweet visuals today. Lemon.ly. Okay, let's get started. I am simply delighted to introduce my guest today, Melanie Duncan. Melanie, are you prepared to ignite? John, I am very prepared to ignite. Thank you. Oh, I am excited. Melanie is known for starting online businesses that allow her to live wherever she wants, work as much or little as she pleases, and actually make money. I've given Fire Nation a very little overview, Melanie. So take a minute, tell us a little bit about yourself personally. We want to get to know you. And then tell us a little bit about your business. Absolutely. Thanks, John. You know, I've had a very fun journey. You know, I'm only 27 years old and already I've started and grown a couple different uh, multi-million dollar businesses. So my first company was actually started in college. I started it with my then boyfriend, my now husband, selling Greek apparel. So sweatshirts and t-shirts and tote bags to fraternity and sorority members online. And since that, we've amassed a, you know, a couple thousand square foot uh, manufacturing facility in Southern California. We have a business that's been on Good Morning America producing custom home decor. Um, so we now manage everything remotely from New York City, all of our Southern California-based uh, manufacturing and customer service. And my real passion now is teaching other entrepreneurs what they need to do to successfully market their products and services online and also to be able to manage businesses remotely and obtain that entrepreneurial dream of freedom. Wow. Well, that's cool stuff. I got a couple quick questions on that. Where did you go to undergrad? I went to Chapman University in Orange County, California. Okay. So they had a decent Greek life at that school? Yes, they did. Okay. And then what was the reason, since you're based out of New York City, I know New York City has a great amount of manufacturing itself there. Why did you choose to go with Southern California? Well, you know, I was in college, so I was I was a sophomore in college, so I couldn't move to New York at that point. I still had a few more years left in school. And kind of a funny tidbit is both my husband and I were not in, in Greek life. So we were not in a sorority or a fraternity. You were and, indies you know, started, or ind- independents. Yes. <laughs> we were not a part of Greek life, but, um, you know, saw an opportunity for people who had a desire that wasn't being, you know, met in a really conventional or... Um, 
you know, a very smart way. So we decided to offer these customed these custom garments that they could order online and just get shipped to their dorms because a lot of them didn't have cars. You know, they were living on campus and they were trying to find ways to get off campus to go to some mom and pop quilt shop to order um, a Greek sweatshirt they needed for recruitment. So we decided, you know, this is this is something that we could definitely find a way to service in a more convenient manner. Um, but yeah, we were in California, so that's the reason. We started actually with one embroidery machine um, in, in our garage. Man, that is just such a great concept because there's one thing that people in Greek life just can't get enough of, and that is their own Greek life letters. And also, to be honest with you, they often don't lack for money. I mean, there's a lot of people in Greek life that are definitely well off and they're still getting supported by their parents. So they kind of have those extra funds to do what they want. So I think you just found a great connection of a customer that wanted something and had the ability and desire to pay for it. Absolutely, John. You know it very well. Actually, the the story was that uh, my my husband's sister was in a sorority, and she came home one summer, and she had this you know new sweatshirt that she was going to gift to her little. And we asked, oh, you know, how much did that sweatshirt cost? And she was like, oh, I paid like seventy five dollars for it. Wow. And we're like, okay, that's like a fruit of the loom sweatshirt. There's two pieces of fabric sewn onto it. This sounds like there could be a pretty good profit margin here. Man, that is great stuff, Melanie. And I can't wait to delve more into your journey. That sounds like one great aha moment, but I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. So let's start now with a success quote. We love getting the motivational ball rolling here at Entrepreneur on Fire with our guest's favorite success quote. So what do you have for Fire Nation, Melanie? Well, my favorite quote is, life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. And that's from Christian D. Larson. And I just, I think that's such a great quote to apply to life and to business. So how do you actually apply that quote to your everyday mentality or business right now? Sure. Well, I think it, you know, it's really just about constant evolution. You know, I've really decided to shape living my life kind of as an art. Um, Starting, I grew up in the Northwest, moved down to Southern California, lived that dream vacation life for about six years, decided, you know, I still wanted to grow and change. I was still pretty young. Um, So deciding to move to New York City, just really kind of going through different phases of development, of personal development, and of the way that I wanted to live my life from, you know, going and hanging out on a beach all day to <laughs> the bustling midtown Manhattan lifestyle. It's all about, you know, becoming different versions of yourself and changing and growing all the time. Well, man, Melanie, having been someone myself that's lived in Tribeca that knows that bustling scene and then conversely living in San Diego, Pacific Beach to be specific, so I know that beach scene, I can tell you that I definitely resonate with what you're saying. It's completely contrasting lifestyles and they both have such an appeal in different ways. So, Really good that you can kind of round out your full personality by experiencing both. Yeah, I love it. We've kind of done the reverse commute here. (laughs) So Melanie, let's transition now to our next topic, which is failure. Which are challenges or obstacles that as entrepreneurs, we have to overcome every single day? At some point in your journey, I know that you faced a major challenge or you failed in some major way. Can you share that? with Fire Nation, and then share with us how you overcame this failure or this obstacle. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm a big proponent of talking about failure because I think it's something that it's easy once you're a success or once you have some success under your belt and people think, oh, I could never do that. I could never be there. You know, I just don't have those skills or those abilities. But right. 
most of us really start out with a very similar playing field. You know, I came from a background with no entrepreneurial experience. Um, both of my parents worked regular nine to five jobs, so I didn't have any particular advantages to becoming entrepreneurial. Um, but in terms of failure, I would say that. So our first business, which is Custom Greek Threads, we now are one of the the nation's largest Greek apparel companies. Uh, We started actually with two other partners, two of our buddies in college, and um, we spent about a year really trying to figure out how to market our business. Now, we didn't have any brick or mortar location. It was purely an online ordering portal, but we didn't do any online marketing. You know, this was still back pretty early with the internet and, you know, Facebook ads I don't think were released quite yet. And so we were trying to market our website by pretty much doing the old world of marketing, you know, the door-to-door sales. We were going to conferences and conventions around the country, cold calling, doing all of that. And it was not working. Um, in fact, you know, we were actually several thousand dollars in debt, you know, paying to travel to these conferences, paying these exhibitor fees, not really getting the return on our investment there. And our two partners, after about a year, looked at us and said, you know, I think we need to fire sale our equipment, just close the whole thing down. It's not making money. Um, and we came very, very close to quitting completely. But uh, my husband and I just looked at ourselves and said, you know what? If you guys want out, we'll give you a way out. We'll take all of the you know, debt onto ourselves, but we still really believe in this company. And as a last-ditch effort, we paid some guy a couple hundred dollars to do search engine optimization. I'm sure you're familiar with that, John. <laughs> yeah. but to- you know, to do some SEO or to help us appear um, on Google or Yahoo or different search engines. And it was crazy, you know, within within about a month, we started getting orders from the East Coast and we went, huh, we never went to any conferences on the East Coast. Where are these coming from? And it was literally just a true transformation. Within about six months, we were doing double the amount of revenue. We'd stopped going to conferences and we thought, okay, there's something to this this idea of marketing online. So it was really that failure of, you know, having our partners leave us, taking all of the debt onto ourselves with a business that truly was not working and just sticking with it long enough to uh, find a way to fix that failure and turn it into success. Man, I love so many things about that answer. I'm just trying to format ways that I want to come back to that. First of all, so many people fail on the doorstep of success and they get there. They're right at the precipice. They're about to just click and everything's about to happen for them and they walk away. And that just happens time and time again. It's those people that just talk about the perseverance that they went through when everybody else had abandoned them. That is such a consistent story from entrepreneurs. One other thing that I just love hearing from you and it just proves what an exciting time that we're in right now, Melanie, And that is when you mentioned, you know, John, like back when the internet had just kind of started. And I mean, that is just crazy that we are literally living in a time where we can both remember before the internet. And I mean, I can just picture our kids in the future looking at us and being like, mommy, daddy, you were alive before the internet and just like not getting it. You know, like us looking at our grandparents being like, you guys were alive like before, I don't even know, like electricity or telephones. You're making me feel old, John. You're making me feel old. Well, at 27, you're still five years younger than me, Melanie. So (laughs) take that to heart. But it, it just, it just says what an incredible time that we're living in when literally, you know, five years ago when you were looking at doing this, this really wasn't being done. I mean, you were, you were on the cutting edge of internet technology and that's just something incredible that 
every entrepreneur has at their fingertips right now that honestly, unfortunately, 30, 40 years from now, it's not going to exist in the same kind of arena. Right, right. And just to circle back to what you were saying about being on that doorstep of success, that's happened to me every single time. So I have three successful businesses right now. Every single one, I have come so close to quitting. And it was within about three months of sticking with it that each one turned into a success. All right, Melanie, take a couple minutes and just take us through ground level each of those experiences. I want to hear them. Okay. So I kind of walked you through custom Greek threads and, you know, starting that my sophomore year of college and going through the struggle to the success and the aha moment, as you called it, of online marketing. Oh my gosh. So you mean we don't have to be face to face to sell our products? Um, And then Luxury Monograms is a second business that we started because we amassed about a, I think we're at about a 20,000 square foot uh, manufacturing warehouse now. The first five years of our business, we had to move every six months month, every six months, because we were building a larger staff, more manufacturing equipment. Um, So that's been quite a journey. But we realized that with our Greek business, it was extremely seasonal. We had really high peaks, of course, during recruitment, which is in the fall and also in the spring. But in the summer, it was very, very slow business-wise, you know, everyone out of school, not really doing any Greek ordering. And it was putting a huge strain on our staff, you know, trying to hire and fire for this seasonal type of ordering. And so we were really kind of scratching our heads, figuring out, well, what is something that would be, you know, that we could produce and manufacture in the summer um, that would allow us, you know, to be able to keep more of our staff year round because training people, you know, after having them off for three months or trying to find new people after having to let them go for the summer was really, really difficult. So I decided we looked into doing some souvenir type stuff, you know, like the sweatshirts that you see in San Diego or in Pacific Beach, like you said, but, you know, really wasn't the profit margin I was after. And this was within a few months of moving to New York City. And I started to meet a lot of interior designers, started to get more into, you know, the whole design um, industry here. And I thought, you know what we should do is this this customization that we're allowing people to do with their Greek apparel. I mean, people just love custom goods. It's their expression, putting their, you know, initials on it. They love it. That's something that with custom Greek threads, we really set ourselves apart by not just doing Greek letters, but by letting them, you know, line the inside of their sweatshirt with any fabric or faux fur they wanted by giving them, you know, different text locations so they could put their nicknames or whatever symbols they wanted on it. We saw people just constantly willing to pay more for that customization and for that opportunity for expression. So I thought, you know what, let's give more people the opportunity to do that with their home decor. So with their pillows, you know, placemats, napkins, shower curtains, anything I could think of that could keep our cut and sew team busy. And from that, Luxury Monograms was born, where we decided to really target, first of all, the wedding and the gift industry that is booming in the summertime, but also just anyone kind of in that luxury, you know, that 75 to that, you know, $300 home goods market that wanted to pay for really high-end embroidered but custom um, home products. And so within about Six months of that, we were on Good Morning America. We were on um, Nate Berkus on the NBC uh, channel. We were also in New York Magazine. So we really found a nice little corner of the market of not just the kind of kitschy, you know, $25 silly monogram stuff, but also not the three or $5,000 stuff that you were seeing at, you know, Neiman Marcus. And we found a nice little middle market that was able to keep our manufacturing facility busy in the summer and eliminate a lot of strain on our production facility. 
That's great stuff, Melanie. And I just love how you're able to take it down to the ground level and walk us through the evolution of these different companies that you're growing from the ground up. It's just so helpful to Fire Nation to really be able to see the inside work, so to speak, of these companies. And on that note, you've already shared a great aha moment with us. When, I can't remember if it was your cousin or your friend, that came home with that Greek sweatshirt that was Fruit of the Loom that cost her $75. Man, what a profit margin. A light bulb went off in your head. That's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. We are always having these aha moments every single day on small levels that are inspiring us, moving us forward, having us pivot in different directions. Can you take us back to another light bulb moment, an aha moment that you've had recently in your journey that has really resonated with your customers, with your clients? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm a huge, huge uh, fan of online marketing. You know, I think the biggest aha moment I ever had was realizing, oh my God, we should be marketing our stuff online. And since then, with all of our businesses, I've we've delved in and learned everything about, you know, social media, about search engine optimization, about pay-per-click advertising, you know, all these terms that aren't super sexy, but it is incredible what you can do. I mean, when we started Luxury Monograms our second time around, we contacted a bunch of bloggers and did a bunch of blog giveaways that quickly got us a lot of exposure, um, that got us great, you know, backlinks um, to help our search engine optimization, we were able to appear as the first, you know, top three results for the terms we were after within six months. So each time you do it, it gets faster and faster. But I think the aha moment for me is just always to look to market your stuff online. And that's something that I now teach, you know, with I have a founder of the Entrepreneurs Academy and something that I always teach is social media. I teach a lot about Pinterest because I think that that's really where marketing is going. It's all going very, very social. Absolutely. And on that note, I definitely noticed that you really have taken Pinterest to a new level. Can you share with Fire Nation what really excites you about Pinterest? Sure. So, you know, that is what I've kind of moved into. I've started these, you know, multi-million dollar businesses. And now my real passion is teaching other people how to either get their existing business off the ground or really how to take a business to that next level of growth. I think a lot of us get kind of into that rut where we get our business idea off the ground, but we're not really sure how to take it to the next level or how to, you know, start working on our business instead of in our business. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of what I focus on. But with Pinterest, uh, a lot of people think I started teaching it just because it came out and it was a good opportunity for something to talk about. But I started teaching Pinterest marketing because I started to see a huge amount of traffic and sales from it really early on back in January for our business luxury monograms. So what happened was I noticed, you know, from our analytics that we were getting all this traffic from there. And I thought, oh, this is something I really want to capitalize on. So I spent, you know, a good amount of time testing and researching and taking my background in online marketing and thinking, how can we apply this on Pinterest, you know, on this platform where virtually no businesses were using. And, you know, people weren't optimizing with captions. They weren't optimizing their images. Um, and I was able to identify a system that converted really, really well in terms of click-through rate and also ways to, um, you know, what to do with that traffic once it was on your site to turn them into a sale. So with Pinterest, the most exciting thing is just how much traffic it refers. I mean, it refers more traffic than LinkedIn, Google Plus, and YouTube combined. But what's very exciting is the revenue per click. I mean, it's almost... 
it's, you know, double the amount of revenue per click than Facebook and over four times the amount of revenue per click than Twitter. So these are people that are shopping. They are, you know, shopping on Pinterest. It's finally a social media platform that people aren't just going to hang out with their friends, but they're actually browsing. Over 70% of people use Pinterest as a place to go for, to get inspiration on what to buy. So I'm very passionate about this particular platform being very well suited for business owners to promote both their products and their services. Well, your passion comes through very clearly over the mic, Melanie. And I'm just really excited that you're sharing this with Fire Nation because it is still kind of one of those untested realms for many businesses. And it's just time to break down those walls and get in there. And I mean, the numbers that you're coming out with just make it so obvious that Pinterest is here to stay. It's for real. I love that. Thank you for sharing that with us, Melanie. Of course. Have you had an I've made it moment, Melanie? <laughs> yes, I have actually. You know, a lot of people, they're like, oh, I don't know if I've had that moment yet. But right. for me, it was definitely um, moving into my apartment in New York. It was something that my husband and I had dreamed about for many years, um, getting to live out here. We even looked at one point before our business was ready for us to leave. Uh, we thought, oh, maybe we should, you know, move it to Brooklyn. And I mean, you know, moving a manufacturing facility, that's not a, <laughs> that's not a small task. But no. we we, you know, we're like, okay, well, we can't afford to have <laughs> 10,000 square feet in Manhattan. So we were looking in the other boroughs and it was just a nightmare. And we thought, okay, we just need to put in the time, um, you know, go in with that goal of leaving and running it remotely, which I think really helped us in a lot of ways. But um, we tried it out. We tried leaving our business for about three months, decided it wasn't quite ready, uh, moved back, spent about a year training and getting our facilities set up and learning and testing how to work remotely. But when we finally, you know, signed our lease and brought our suitcases into our empty apartment in New York, I thought, wow, this is incredible. You know, we've got a business that allows us to live in this brand new luxury building on the Upper West Side and also, um, you know, still maintain an income source and maintain this multi-million dollar business in California. That was definitely a very exciting moment. I love that moment, Melanie. And I love this question because you're right. Every entrepreneur looks at it differently. Some entrepreneurs are just like, yeah, John, I haven't, I've made a moment every single day. Others say, wow, I will never have an I've made a moment because that will mean that I've come to the end of my journey. And I mean, for me, it's all about the milestones. It's so important as entrepreneurs that we have these milestones that we're reaching and that we're just appreciating these moments as they come. Because if you're not enjoying the journey, then what are you doing, Melanie? Exactly. And, you know, I think when I first read this question, I was like, well, there's definitely been some monetary moments, you know, some goals of sales that we've hit within a day or within a month. But for me, it's not just about making the money. It's about actually obtaining the freedom because I know too many successful entrepreneurs that have these, you know, huge businesses, but they can't, they can't take a trip. They can't take, you know, a month off. We took a three month honeymoon. That was incredible. So for me, the, the moments of success are when you can still maintain that income or that revenue source, but have the freedom to spend as little time working as you'd like. Oh, I love it. And Melanie, you have so many exciting things going on right now in your business. If you could just pull out one thing that's really exciting you right now, what would that be? You know, I think for me, it's just really, it's that escalation of the amount of impact and reach that's possible now with the internet. Um, it's been incredible. Within a year, I've literally worked with thousands of business owners from all across the world teaching online marketing. And I mean, that's, 
within a year, just the ability to be able to turn on a webinar now and have a thousand people, you know, listening in from India and Paris and South Carolina. It is unbelievable how quickly we are able to assimilate and how quickly we are able to share and communicate with any with each other um, because of all of the tools and resources we have online. I couldn't agree with you more. We are truly in a special time. I mean, Entrepreneur on Fire is getting 100,000 unique downloads every single month from over 100 countries. I mean, the reach is literally incredible. And the reason why I'm experiencing success, the reason why you're experiencing success is just because of this access that everybody around the world is having with smartphones and tablets and Wi-Fi cropping up everywhere. Anybody can get online. And when you can get online, people are drawn to quality. And Just want to commend you, Melanie, for just creating quality that people are flocking to. Well, thank you. I would like to say the same to you, John. Well, I appreciate that. And that was not scripted, by the way, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, Melanie, what is your vision for the future of Melanie Duncan? Sure. Well, you know, I think my vision, this is a little bit vague, but I think that's good to keep your, your visions a bit flexible, is I'm just really looking to provide entrepreneurs with the best resources and training to assist them to wherever their path of success leads, whether that's a certain financial goal or a certain freedom goal, you know, to travel or do whatever they they would like while still maintaining a successful brand. That's really what I'm after, whether it's my own products or programs or pointing people in the right direction to find those resources they need. You know, I'm, I'm all about the entrepreneur like you are. So Melanie, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions And you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? (laughs) That sounds like quite a bar, but I'm up to the challenge. (laughs) I know you are. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, really, I think the biggest thing was just ignorance. Like I, like I told you, I really grew up without a lot of entrepreneurial influence. Um, no one in my family was really an entrepreneur. I didn't even really know what that all would entail, and I didn't think it was for me. I never even considered that I was interested in business. And it was really until meeting my my future husband or my current husband in college, and I was around him, and he was an entrepreneur, and his family was entrepreneurial, and I saw the way that they were able to live, and you know the the amount of engagement and excitement in their lives from their careers. And I thought, oh my gosh, I want that. You know, I was a psychology student. I was thinking I was going to go into clinical psychology and I started to see the opportunities for marketing and managing a business. And I thought, wow, I didn't even know I wanted this, but now I can't imagine having anything else. Awesome insight. What is the best business advice you ever received? The best business advice I've ever received was never forget that business is about people. <laughs> um, so often, you know, I'm a very analytical person and I look at, you know, the numbers of my business, the traffic, the conversion rates, all these numbers we have. But really when it comes down to a business, it's about customers and it's about your employees. <laughs> and learning to manage employees has been one of the most difficult challenges of owning a business for me personally. I mean, you throw people into the mix, you never know when someone's going to leave or the two people aren't going to work well together right. and you're always in charge of making it work. Um, and also, I think when it comes to marketing, I saw a huge success once I start, started focusing not on this vague idea of what I wanted to create or who I wanted to serve, but started to think about what people needed and who were these people, what was holding them back, what could I do to serve them? 
And once I really started to focus on the people and not just the numbers, um, the numbers actually <laughs> started to look a lot better. Nice. What's something that's working for you or your business right now? Uh, social media. I mean, across every one of my brands, whether it's product or service-based, um, everything from custom Greek threads to luxury monograms to you know everything I do under the Melanie Duncan umbrella, it's all about social media. It's Facebook. Uh, I'm trying to learn Twitter. I'm not seeing a, <laughs> a huge a huge ROI from Twitter, but um, both Facebook and Pinterest are huge referral uh, sources for me. Really great conversion rates, um, and that tied in with email marketing has been kind of a magical formula for my brands. Awesome. On that note, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with right now that you can share with Fire Nation? Sure. And I'm sure I'm probably not the first person to recommend this, but Basecamp, um, you know, by 37 Signals has changed the way that I'm able to work with our our team from all around the world. You know, we all log in. I can see different projects. We collaborate. We bring interns in and, you know, bring them into our Basecamp system. And we're able to manage just an incredible amount of projects at one time in a, just a fantastic manner. Yeah. Those guys at 37 Signals, Jason Freed, those are just incredible guys. And they just really believe in the mantra of getting that minimally viable product out there and then just listening to the customers and listening to their clients and what they want. And that's how Basecamp was built on feedback. So it's built on feedback from people like you, from people like me that really have specific needs and Basecamp answers those needs. Yes. What book would you recommend to Fire Nation? You know, it's funny because this, this kind of ties into Basecamp is Rework, which is actually by Jason. Uh, yeah, author. absolutely. I love that book because I think it's all about, especially for first time business owners, it's all about breaking down this concept of what your business to be needs to be. You know, I think so many people, when they come to me with a business idea, the first thing they say is, oh, I've got to find outside funding. Oh, you know, I want to take this business public. They have these big, you know, big, big goals they want to hit in this kind of traditional manner they think they need to get there. But I'm really all about the bootstrapped entrepreneur. I think that it's best to test an idea in its smallest possible form just to get something out there. And exactly like you said, let the feedback kind of shape your product or service. That's what has led me to success every time. So I love Rework because I think it's all about learning to retrain your brain about what it means to own and manage a business in the most simplistic manner. No, I couldn't agree more. And when people come to me with that question, Melanie, I totally like to turn it around because I'm all about bootstrapping. When they come to me and say, I need outside funding, I'm like, well, instead of saying it that way, I want you to say the statement, I want to give away a portion of my company because that's exactly what you're doing. You're not getting yes. outside funding. You're giving away your company. And so if that's really what you want to do, that's how you should be looking at that. Not that you want to get money and get outside funding, but you want to be giving away your company. Yeah, and exactly. And I think most people don't realize also that when you do go for outside funding, you then have business partners that are not necessarily interested in your strategic vision or the strategic growth of your company, but really just looking on how they can get paid back in the manner fast or the fastest manner, which a lot of times doesn't allow you to make the decisions or to grow your business organically, which can lead to the most um, fulfilling eventual product. Absolutely. They should all just watch Shark Tank. And whenever Mr. Wonderful speaks, they should just start taking notes and know that's probably who's going to be giving them outside funding. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. So Melanie, this is the last question, but it's my favorite. So take your time, digest it, and then come back at us with an answer. 
Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew nobody. You still have all the experience and all the knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is completely taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? You know, it's funny when I when I heard this, I immediately thought, and this is this. I think this is just so funny. I thought I'd kind of do exactly what I'm doing right now. You know, if I had my knowledge and experience, I think that is the biggest asset that so many people have. So many people don't realize that they are sitting on a gold mine just because of some, you know, spe- specialized area of knowledge they have. And really, what I think I bring to the table, and I've noticed this both professionally and personally. I mean, I have a lunch set up with my girlfriend tomorrow because she's like, I have this idea, I have this passion, but I don't know how to format it or how to shape it and turn it into a viable business idea. And I think that's what I would do, you know, with a computer and $500. I mean, literally, you would need less than that to start up an information type business, you know, throw up a WordPress website, um, you know, set up an AWeber account. And within, you know, being able to set up a few webinars, you could literally be reaching people across the world, sharing your knowledge, serving, and also making great connections. So I would actually be doing something pretty similar to what I do each day. I love it, Melanie. You've given us great actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, one one parting piece of advice would just be, you know, the time is now. As cliche as it sounds, too many people sit on an idea or sit on a concept um, and never really take any steps towards achieving it. And it's really not at all about an idea. It's about the execution of it. So whatever you're thinking of doing, whatever new direction you want to take, just take one small step towards it today because <laughs> I'm thinking of so many quotes, but, you know, t- a year from now, you'll wish you started today. And so it's just about taking action, about moving forward, you know, however small those steps may be that are going to lead you to the eventual result that you desire. And if you're interested in learning more about my journey or any of my products or services, you can reach me at MelanieDuncan.com. I've got a whole site up there with some great free training videos and blog posts, and I'd love to connect with you further there. As an old Chinese proverb would say, the best time to start is 20 years ago. The second best time to start is today. Absolutely. Melanie, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your knowledge. Fire Nation, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation, you asked for it, and I created it. My first free ebook, 10 Incredible Insights from 10 Incredible Entrepreneurs, is published, all four pages of it. Simply go to eofire.com and subscribe to my newsletter. You will get immediate access to the top business insights from the likes of Barbara Corcoran, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, and seven other incredible guests. Prepare to ignite. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.